0: back to the Brushback Baseball podcast. Uh, this is episode number seven, and my man David has some nice info for about um, podcasts and episode number seven. Yeah, it, uh, we talked about this from episode one, because I had read this, that most people give up by episode seven, so that's kind of your average. You have the guys like Joe Rogan and and um, a couple of the other guys who obviously have thousands, but People only give up probably after one or two. So the fact that we actually made it and still have stuff to talk about is kind of cool. We can at least say we passed where everybody else gives up. Yeah. So we're at it right now. We got to do one more. We're at at least average. Yeah. We'll we'll get above there. We'll get above the the Mendoza line of of baseball. Yeah. That's a good uh, point. Baseball podcast. Yeah. And um, uh, what's funny is. Is people have asked me, like, how long do you guys game plan when you talk about what you're gonna do? And do you have like a two hour session you guys like meet a couple times a week? And honestly, it hasn't been more than 15 minutes. And we're probably talking about other stuff too. Yeah, Uh, David shows up here at my house. And by the way, I never, I haven't even um, mentioned this before, but I hope all of you guys enjoyed just the the home decor. So you guys can uh, thank my wife for that. It's very Um, Iowa. Yeah, yeah, it's Midwestern, and yeah. So <laughs> hope you guys enjoy that, but maybe we can get a background and we can get a logo soon, something like that. Hopefully. Um But no, yeah, he shows up here just a few minutes before. We just, like, talk, like, oh, yeah, here's some of the points that we, you know, of what's going on, and maybe we can hit this. We'll talk Mason Saunders. But, like, yeah. quite literally, it's like, Mason Saunders, we'll do that. So there's not a lot. And then it's cool, too, uh within the last week, anybody who's seen – On Instagram, we passed a thousand followers on Instagram, which uh, is a whole other level of cool. I obviously we don't have that many fans, but people are there's actually real engagement and people reaching out and saying hi, trying products, and I don't know if you saw that with yesterday's post too. Just people like, hey, cool, congrats, da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, no, um, thank you for everyone who's following on Instagram, and uh, maybe we can get the same love on uh, on YouTube too. Yeah, uh, well, we've gone from. Zero, obviously. I think we started four weeks ago with YouTube, so eighteen subscribers—it's nothing to, you know, sniff at. I don't have eighteen fathers and mothers. So <laughs> there's Somebody out there. There's that's, a few other people other than family, so that's good. Right, and also I think I've mentioned it a couple times, but you know, England. We see. We obviously have Montana. where in Texas, Cedar some Cedar Park, Cedar Park, Texas. I think, and then like Illinois. And Peoria, then, Illinois. Yeah, and then your grandma in Utah. And my grandma in Utah. We're <laughs> <laughs> getting yeah. to be worldwide. And today's not. Today seems like a big celebrating day. I think I'll get this out of the way too. We're at episode seven. Got a thousand followers, and it's your thirtieth birthday. Yeah, yeah, thirtieth birthday. I got the big, the big three zero. You're woke old. up really sore this morning. Couldn't get out of bed. So I can't imagine how you must feel. Uh, no, I'm an <laughs> old man. I'm hitting forty. The end of this year it uh it goes by way faster I think too when you have kids you're just living through them and it the years just zoom I think I felt like I've been 30 for I don't know how long because I've I had my first kid when I was 20 or 21 so yeah I feel like I've aged faster I couldn't imagine because I was 31 when I had Evan and I remember being in the hospital and uh I spent my entire 20s, I got married in Vegas, I had, uh, uh, I don't know, like 100 trips to Vegas, you know, plenty of trips to Cabo, traveled all over Europe, and I had that little kid in my arm at 31 going, holy, (laughs) like, now it gets real, so, I don't know. Yeah, you gotta grow up pretty quick. Yeah, so, for your 30th, I got you a present, and I thought it'd be a great idea to open this on the air. He snuck this in there's, here. There's always, there's always a, a good, oh, oh You guys have to see this. <clears throat> it says old man. First of I all, so I got a little pull oh. away. Make it easy for you. I thought since you're on the wrong side of thirty, you should be on the wrong side of sports. Oh no. Oh no. USC. Oh my gosh. For any anybody not watching, there's there's a couple of USC items in here. Oh yeah, yeah. For all you guys, it's, he got me a USC collared shirt, and so we got he, actually what he got me is some burning material. <laughs> so we got a little fire pit in my backyard, out right behind you guys, out in the backyard. So uh, yeah, we got some we got some uh, some firewood. Well, thank I fe- you, David. No problem. <laughs> actually, my word? my uncle, who's probably listening, he's a he's an SC fan, and he and I were going back or back and forth just earlier in the week. So. So he's probably screaming in excitement right now. And I think you guys really enjoyed the picture. It's coming up. He just snuck a picture, so great. So that's going on to Instagram later. Great. (laughs) Uh, He's funny. I still got to get him back for that first episode where he was messing with me. So I'll I'll think of something. But I'm not as quick, but I'll get you good. I I figure. Like, if you get them all in in, like, one shot. I kind of like the smaller little jokes. But I figure going up to uh, Dick's, you know, All the time anyways, so might as well just return it. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like the burning thing, you know. You're going to barbecue tonight probably. Yeah. So So what do we have? All right. Well, first, some of the notes that we jot down. Just from, you know, obviously, guys, spring training started. Last week we were talking about it. So, you know, I don't think we're going to be – you can only dive and dissect so much of what's going on in spring training with, with guys doing stuff, you know it's just it, guys are working on different things but so some of the more uh some of the things that popped out was you know we got uh Luis Severino with the Yankees that's terrible uh out yesterday uh they they announced that he has to have Tommy John series, so he'll be out the full season and for it also impacts the first couple months of 2021 too as a pitcher yeah. you're you're 12 to 14 months out well what's i mean it's just a so, you know, we talk about the Yankees and obviously with Garrett getting there and um, they're talking about how big of a strength that pitching staff was going to be. I mean, it's pretty nasty. I mean, it's st- it's still good, but he was kind of a key piece in that too. Yeah. Well, the Yankees have what the Dodgers have too, which is this incredible depth organizationally that, you know, they didn't trade away J hap. So they still have him. He's not going to fill in what Luis did, mm-hmm. but it's important to have that depth. And, they also have then all they really have to do is get to July and get the best option that they can on the pitching market if they feel they need it. True. And you have, was it D- uh, Domingo? Uh, what's his name? What's his last name? Like uh, Germán? Yeah. Uh, he's coming back from serving his suspension in June, so right. he will be back into the rotation as well. Um, it was a drug suspension? Uh, domestic or domestic violence? violence. Okay. So um, then he won't be out for the playoffs. It's right. a whole separate weird thing that you can do a drug uh, to enhance your performance, and you're banned from the playoffs, but you beat your wife or girlfriend, and you're not. I yeah. always thought that was wrong. Yeah. So yeah, but he's coming back, and then and then who else is um somebody's hurt right now? The uh, other lefty. Uh, Paxton, yeah, isn't he? His isn't as critical. I can't remember what the injury is, but so so the I mean the Yankee staff is gonna. They're going to start the season short-staffed. Right, and then you're going to have your hitters. I mean, Stanton's good for 30 games off at some point. (laughs) Because uh, he's got to be healthy this year. Yeah, Uh, well, he's had two really tough years. And then, you know, you're just going to have injuries. Every team has injuries, you know. Uh, For the Dodgers, Jock Peterson's out for probably, they haven't said it yet, but a month with side abdominal kind of stuff. And when you can't, and he's got so much torque on his yeah. swing that you just got to give it the time to rest. I was talking to somebody yesterday. Um, I won't be able to quote who this who the person is, but going back to the Yankees, apparently they hired some sports um, therapist guru or something that to in order to help them stay healthy. I don't know, did you hear about that? No, I read about the Dodgers and Driveline, but I didn't Is that where Bauer That's where Bauer Bauer trained right? at Driveline, I believe. And then uh, the Dodgers signed some type of exclusive, or brought some of the guys from Driveline down. There was a big story yesterday about how Alex Wood, Kenley, and Kershaw went. And in Kenley's specific example, his body had lost twelve percent efficiency on uh, on his cutter versus twenty sixteen, and so they were working on stuff over there. Really, but there is big changes and. But people are still going to always get injured. Yeah. Obviously. I think with today, today more so because guys throw so hard, everybody, pitchers in particular, everybody throws so hard that, you know, Yeah, they're just more injury prone. They're wearing their arms out. Well, you know, I was talking to uh, in Little League, Matt, um, Matt, uh, um, oh my gosh, uh, Najera. Oh yeah, yeah. And where did he pitch again? He um, it's one of the dads that we coached with. Uh, we played with um, his son played with our son, um. But his his name yeah is Matt Najera. He pitched at USC. So maybe you should give that to him. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when's his birthday? Uh, but you know he had a good a good thing when I was talking to him last year, which was that pitchers don't cool down as much as they did. So he he ran a full he ran a full. Game, and then he'd actually cool down with you know 30 pitches on long toss after the game. And really, he felt that that helped him recover rather than just going cold stop from all those tosses. Yeah. I I do remember, well, I just remember like the post game running from whenever I remember like even in in spring training and guys would be getting their, their cardio in afterwards, but I never saw guys throw after. Yeah. He said he did long toss and that always helped them and helped the guys at USC, I guess. Huh? That was part of their program. I think that was pre, he was there before, or maybe not. Or when Tom House was there, Tom House was the pitching coach. So I don't know. I don't know. So going back to it. Depth is critical and you're already seeing who else you said, Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander was scratched today from his start uh, with uh, what was it? Hip hip dis- or groin discomfort. Um, so I don't know. I, you probably read into it too much. He's probably fine. He just probably felt a little off and so he's not going to push it. Probably he just, knows his body. It's a little bit aggressive with Kate Upton, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, you know, you hate to see it with the Astros. I actually think that they're actually one or two injuries away from not being a playoff team. They they are a great team. They don't have the depth. They traded their depth, so everything's concentrated at the top. They don't have Garrett Cole. Cole went to the Yankees. They if Justin is down or Grinky suffers, if Grinky or Verlander suffer, uh, even performance decline that's recognizable and become average pitchers at some point father time catches up well, i was gonna say how old is Granky now isn't he like 35 36 yeah, that's what i thought i mean and he obviously had a really good season last year but but not <clears throat> his 2016 Granky. yeah and and the, all they need is is for that and let's say bregman to be out for 40 games and all of a sudden you've got holes that you can't fill. Yeah. So here's the only thing I'm going to bring up with the Astros and the, and the scandal they're opening up in against the angels here in Anaheim. Are you going, are you buying tickets to go? No. And boo them Pantone two nine four. I don't know if you know who they are, but they're a big Dodger organization, uh, fan organization. And they literally have thousands of people show up when they go to New York or Boston. And they, I think they bought 2000 tickets for the angels Houston thing. So Pantone 294 will be out there. They're gonna be—is that the Dodger Blue Pantone color? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they—they—they're—it's uh, SoCal, so I don't think they'll get—they'll get, they'll get uh, kicked out. Maybe they'll get a little bit rowdy, but I want to see and hear Pantone 294 just go full bonkers. I'm sure they'll—they'll—they'll they'll, they'll probably pan to them on on TV. Yep. The whole section of Dodger Blue. Yep. They're gonna be loud. And did you see uh, at the Houston ballpark, spring training ballpark, that the aisle attendants were were taking down like Astros cheater signs from fans? No way. Yeah, so I guess in 2020, the Astros are already stealing signs again. <laughs> <sighs> Nothing's changed. I didn't see that. That's funny. Yeah, you know, like Astro or Asterix cheater signs, and they just kind of ripped it down. So, again, Astros, I think... They're, they're so top-heavy. They're such a great, talented team up top. But if they suffer two injuries and one or two performance declines, it's going to be a fight you know, against the A's. Here comes the Angels. No. I forget, I can't remember who it was, but it's somebody that I was watching, I think on MLB Network, was calling that the Angels are going to be a playoff team this year. If they if they had gotten Stripling, I think Stripling more than Peterson and maybe another pitcher, I'd agree. But they're still four pitchers shy give yeah. me who they have no you i mean you're right you're right i'm i'm not I, I can't argue and say that their pitching staff is capable of being a playoff team right now and even even at best if they're a playoff team they're the second wild card team so they get one game on the road hey but anything can happen in those one game the nationals were uh... anything can happen yep so here we go angels angels 2020 playoffs here we go I mean, I want to see it for Trout. Yeah, but well, and uh, well, he had this. Rendon looked really good in his uh, his opening spring training game. Two two line drives, two RBI singles, and four scoreless innings pitched Was it from Bundy. Yeah. No, I meant from Rendon because that's what they'll really. Oh do. yeah, <laughs> yeah, he can. He'll also have to double up on the mound too. And the Dodgers were so efficient last year that I think Russell Martin had five scoreless innings. As uh as relief pitcher, hey, he's filthy. I think he's got like 30 career innings and like one run, if that, that he's given up. He's a beast. Yeah, That's he's awesome. awesome. Garrett, uh, Garrett loved, I think, pitching to him when he was in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Well, I don't know if you know his whole backstory. It's like one of the cooler backstories that we've ever had. Not totally. Uh, grew up in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad was they were basically homeless like if you saw um oh uh, wow pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. with will smith. will smith basically kind of the same thing and his dad uh, was just a jazz musician so they brought his dad out when he got called up to Dodger Stadium to do uh uh star spangled banner and stuff oh wow so I didn't know that that's really cool yeah so he comes from really humble beginnings and and always been looks like a cool guy and he's if you look at his stats really weird for a catcher borderline hall of fame career. Those defensive I haven't mentions. I haven't do- like dove into his stats at all. I think it's like a career war of like a 48 50ish. I'll put it up on the screen on YouTube for for uh, a catcher is really good. So there's like four guys I think right now. Well, Molina. Um, they put out I don't know how long ago it was. I just watched the documentary on the the Molina brothers and um like where they grew up in Puerto Rico and their dad and, and how they're still active in the community. But it was kind of cool. Cause I mean, I, I, we watched, I obviously watched growing up um, Benji and um, Jose Molina. Jose, yeah. And then obviously I got to, I saw Yachty, you know, first hand with the Cardinals, but you know, when you think of just those three brothers and all the world series between, I think they have six between the three of them and you know, just Winnie? the catching family. It's so cool. Yeah. It's kind of, you think about it, it's kind of when you have a catching family like that, it's kind of like uh, circus brothers. that kind of do the high wire fly yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I was on a, after 2002 world series, it was like some angels cruise celebrating the world series. I was on that cruise and both <laughs> brothers were on there. Really? Yeah. And I think Madden was on there too. And Sosha but, um, they were for the most part doing their own thing, but I know the brothers were on there and they were cool to most of the other passengers. That's cool. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I traveled up to my grandma for my birthday, <clears throat> brought me or not my birthday, but just for a trip, brought me up to uh, Safeco to watch. And we stayed in the same hotel as the Angels um, when they were playing the Mariners that whole weekend. So I, I'd wait out by the bus, and Benjamin you know, like, I didn't bring anything for him to sign. It. So I had, like, a blank piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And, like, I asked him to sign it, and he's like, You know, we're, you're not, we're not really supposed to sign anything blank, but he did it anyways. And he was hey, cool. Here's, here's his check. Yeah, I know. That was my motive when I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, why don't we move to one of the more comical news stories that's come up? Just a couple days ago, with um, with Mason Saunders, I don't know if uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard. That guy is a stud lefty pitcher, <laughs> man. Yeah, this new prospect, his name's Mason Saunders for the Diamondbacks, just signed an eight, $85 right, five million, million dollar contract. Is, yeah, and he's never a, pitched before. That's awesome. <laughs> for anybody that's following that, apparently Madison Bumgarner, who has a contract that says you can't do uh, stuff that'll injure your arm. Decides that he doesn't like that and uh, goes and uh, does bull riding under the name Mason Saunders. Well, I don't know if it's bull riding, but it's uh, doesn't he he goes and does lasso. ropes the yeah ropes the horses or something like that, something like that. But it, I thought it was kind of still cool. he could still get hurt. I thought it was cool that a horse's ass could uh, could be riding a bull, but they uh, <laughs> oh my god that. If I was making that much money, I would not do anything. You could saran wrap me, you know, put me in bubble wrap or whatnot and just store me away because I would take the money and just perform all day. I'd be the most boring baseball player. Well, I I think it was his wife that said, like, what? That's just who he is. It's part of who he is. It's something he's been doing his whole life. And it sounds like he's been doing it for at least a few years. Yeah. Did you hear? There's this famous Vin Scully story that he absolutely loved. Anytime Madison Bumgarner was pitching, just that. When he was a little kid, he uh, dated this girl in his hometown, this small podunk. I think he's from North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, one of his first dates was this girl, and her name was... Oh, I think I heard this. But go on. Madison Bumgarner. Wait, what? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That was the second Madison Bumgarner, and he dated her in... uh, No way. Yeah. That's that's real famous famous Ben Scully story about Madison Poem. I thought you were joking. No, and uh, so the fact that he would change his name to Mason Saunders was kind of disappointing to me because it flew in the face of that great story. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. What story did you hear? Well, no, I don't remember. I just remember I thought I heard something. I've heard some story about about Madison when he was like in high school involving I, I don't know it was something with like a pig or something some sort, well, some sort of animal I, from the part of North Carolina hopefully we we don't lose any North Carolina listeners as far as we don't have I got a lot far of far. friends in North Carolina so but uh, I do actually but some off the wall thing with involving a pig wouldn't surprise yeah. me <laughs> but as far you know he's a talented guy he's kind of wacky but on the field He's the biggest asshole. Well, like, you know, I I get, you know, your competitive juices get going and you, you know, you're. It's usually when he gives up a home run or something or somebody pimps something, they don't want to be disrespected. But the thing he did with Muncie last year just made him look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And I loved Muncie's retort. to that. Go get it out of the ocean. Although he had time to think about it as he was, you know, because he said that as he was running third. But now, like at that point, you know, I I'm all for a pitcher getting all, you know, but he had like three brawls with Puig. With Puig, yeah. He like he just didn't like him uh, showing off at all. Yeah. I I can't wait to see if he faces Bregman, you know, on the field seeing what he would do. The way he... I, I don't know if they have an interleague series. I don't know, but you know, here's the thing. Pitchers have this thing about hitters being very uh, subdued about when they hit some game-tying home run and doing it in just the most calm manner. It, there's nothing wrong at, with a hitter celebrating, uh, pimping, doing a bat flip, you know, even a great, you know, bat flip that goes, you know. I, I think when the situation calls for it, it's fine. I mean, and that's like the the actual, you know, the baseball code is like, you know, you hit something in a big time situation, but I've seen people argue that, the, you know, why shouldn't a guy celebrate when he does something good? Yeah, uh, the thing about baseball, too, especially with today's media age, is you got to get people excited about it and people celebrating. Yeah, I understand if you're down by eight runs and you hit one, but nobody, I've never seen a guy when they're down by eight runs pimp a home run like, you know, Puig would or like Muncie did. It's when it's a game tying home run, usually. Yeah, I think that's all fine. But I also like, too, in the same sense, like when you see a guy like, Trout or something, you kind of, kind of just act normal, like, oh yeah, I've I've been there before, you know. This is, yeah, this is just what I do. I mean, I get that, and yeah, but that's like, I'm the guy, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just have a problem with Bumgarner doing that. I never, I don't think I, I I pimped. I didn't. I never pimped any home runs. I ever. The most thing I ever did was like I hit one, and I knew it was. I mean, absolutely gone, and. The most I did was like I looked immediately down and started just doing like almost like a – I just didn't watch it the whole way and I just did like this super yeah you know, like a slow jog around but it, it was it wasn't like that slow it just didn't even look I immediately hit it and looked down to the ground and started when, running. When you had your famous home run with UCLA, what do you remember at that moment doing? And when you had to watch the video, like what were you doing when you were? Um, <clears throat> I I ran like I this mean I ran a, a, yeah right out of the box just. I, 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 hit it and I'm, I, I knew it was, was gone. I mean, I got all of it and, but I still just ran like in college. It was like, you're running no matter what, plus the situation. Like, even if I didn't, if it didn't get out or something, I should have been on second. And then, you know, with, with how and it, it, that game was crazy. So, but you um, knew it was gone. Yeah. And I, and I mean, as soon as I saw it go, and I was like rounding first, I mean, I just did like a. I, I let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's I'll, I'll try and find the video. Cause I think my mom has it somewhere, but the ESPN clip, like I just, like, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like <laughs> a big old fist pump, but uh, I'll try and find it. Hopefully I, I can put it up for this video. I think there's a video on YouTube that when we were looking at it one time and it was, if it wasn't your mom recording it and it wasn't free ESPN, but if it wasn't your mom recording, it, it was somebody right next to your mom. Because or your family section because the amount of screaming that was like, you know, yeah, Tyler, Tyler was just it was just all Tyler kind of whatever. thought I, what, I was a popular guy. come <laughs> on. Maybe we am just ways. kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll, I'll I'll try and find that one because that was a good angle. Yeah. Um. So but yeah, I didn't. I didn't. He didn't, I didn't pimp, pimp it, but it. but you were excited when you did. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I think we need more fun in baseball. You know, the the commissioner says, like, hey, let's bring back something else. Let's uh, shorten the amount of time of game because that will make it more interesting. Fans are like, how about we're able to watch the games every year and not be blacked out? That would make it more exciting. Yep. And then Manfred's like, well, how about a uh, three-pitcher or three-hitter limit on on pitchers? So... Baseball just has to get back to doing what's fun. Celebrating is part of what's fun. Yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah, you're gonna have the the. I mean, you're gonna have pitchers who aren't still aren't gonna like it just because that's the way it's been. So I think it's that'll be tough to have pitchers just accept that. You know, we're gonna have a pitcher on and have to ask him. Yeah, what he thinks about that. Yeah, because all I'm getting is is a biased uh, hitters hitters interpretation of what the rules are. That was just how I grew up with playing baseball. Yeah, I'm not saying that you know it could. There's some things that are probably good to change, and you know, do I like abs? I mean, like, do I like watching somebody pimp a home run? Absolutely. I, it from a fan's perspective, I absolutely love it. There is the, nothing... I, the the um the best one I think is the Jose Bautista. Yeah, I was one. gonna say Joey. Bats oh man, with uh, with well, that was playoffs too, right? Yep, against, against Texas. the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, that that was awesome. And, I mean, the situation like those types of things like yes, that is the right time to do it. And was it insane? Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, that has to go down as one of the best. I think it was it, off of Sam Dyson that I don't remember, but yeah, he. Oh, that ball was crushed. I was at the gym the entire time and I wanted the blue Jays cause I think Russell Martin again was on that team. Oh yeah. I was a huge fan of his and wasn't that the year David Price was on the team too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I look back at uh, – look. it's funny looking back a few years and looking back at the 2010, I think it was, 2010 or 2011 um, Tigers rotation with was David it, Price, Scherzer. Oh, that's right. Scherzer. And Verlander. Verlander and Annabelle Sanchez. Oh, that's and right. And then um, who was the guy on the Red Sox that uh, – Purcello. Oh, my god! That was your top five. <laughs> I totally, totally forgot that David Price was on the Tigers at one point. Yeah. Completely it, forgot. It was Porcello. Is San- that who he came up with? No, the Rays. No, he, he was with the Rays, the Rays, right? Yeah. Okay. So, it was Porcello, uh, uh, David Price, Verlander, Scherzer, and Sanchez. What a staff. That's ridiculous. And they didn't... I don't think they made it to the CS in that year. I don't remember. But... It's just funny watching baseball sometimes. Yeah. yeah, that's why. That's why. For as much as the stats kind of side of it looks at things, it's still the guys on the field that yep. end up doing it. They're still the intangibles, and they in had baseball. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, and that was he was in his prime then. Yeah, because I remember when I was playing, that was Higgy or Higgy. Miggy was the was the best was the best hitter in the game. Yeah, I remember the – 2003 world series and just seeing this with the marlins yeah yeah, i think it was 18 at the time yeah and just still just destroying the ball just a pure hitter yeah it's crazy to see him it was like the first year he like didn't hit 300 a couple years ago Mm -hmm. that was weird father time hits all of us so yeah now that i'm 30 you'll learn that (laughs) you'll learn that very quickly yeah so what else did we have besides mason saunders you know, we had, um, one of the things I wrote down was just, you know, um, just some things around spring training. Um, like we had Tim Tebow hit a home run yes, yesterday, I believe. Um, Is he still alive? That, I just kind of forgot about him after. Here's the thing. Do you think, uh, I, uh, I guess their GM, uh, it was, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, in an interview said I believe that Tim Tebow will play in the big leagues. I disagree. I, You know, Tim Tebow is a marketing tool for the Mets. I I agree 100%, but do you think that they'll still... Will he play in the big leagues? Will he Maybe maybe to promote the marketing tool of he's just barely good enough to do that. But, you know, if he does that... Well, well, here's the thing for me. It's sad from, from my perspective is I played my whole life. I played, what, almost... 20 years or whatever it was. And Tim Tebow has more big league spring training home runs than I ever hit. He has more at bats than I've ever had. Yeah. Part- and he stopped playing baseball for several years and only did it when he was my, I think he was 30 or 31 when he went back to play. Yeah. So I, maybe I should go back and play. You always could. If you refined your thing. I mean, look, Justin Turner, you know, had been released by the Mets and, uh, worked on his launch angle. Well, here's a here's a thought, and maybe hey, if we get enough people who can support support m- me and my family during uh for me to go out and do this. What um, are you talking about? Minor leakers got a huge. Oh yeah, we now. got the. <laughs> I could You're- for sure support the family. <laughs> uh No, but I I could throw a pretty good knuckleball. I know you've seen it at practice. Is that what you called that? Oh. I thought that was your fastball. Oh no. <laughs> I got a pretty good knuckleball. I mean, your son throws faster than you, and he's seven. Ouch. Um, th- that's more about your son. <laughs> Which, by the way, I was really glad to see he didn't hit anybody. Yeah, <laughs> in this first game. is uh, You haven't clocked him yet? No, but um, funny story is um, my, uh, my stepdad is trying to convince my mom to – to buy a radar gun, <laughs> like a legit, like a Jugs radar gun. You know what? Before. But my dad, they're like twelve hundred dollars. Dad has a few. It's a radar gun? Yeah, he used to be in the accident reconstruction business, so he would go out on job sites and see how what speed cars were going. To uh, no to way. Yeah, he's got a few. Okay, right. I'll have him dig one up. Like, is it a Jugs? <laughs> it's a it's a high tech car. One. There's so a few that he's had. All right. I mean, they probably they probably have to get recalibrated a little bit, but it'll give you a pretty decent idea about what he'd have. Okay. Yeah. He. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. No, it was it was funny because my stepdad's like, well, you know, you, you know, I think for your birthday maybe you should just ask for a radar gun. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> looked it up. I'm like, oh, I wonder how much those things are. I look up and like the good jugs one was like 1,100 bucks or 1,200, yeah. and I'm like, uh. Yeah. No. You, you, He's, he's got to have one that's got a pretty good idea, and um, uh, I, I'm just more amazed at the accuracy of, of him at this point. It's just coming to him, and he's left-handed too. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that dad, but he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think there's our our league is pretty competitive. Um, I think you know. My son is on the lower end of that totem pole, honestly, in the league. But if you put him in some of the lesser leagues, I think he'd be more middle of the middle-of-the-pack kind of player on some of the stuff. We'll say Evan has made huge improvements, even since the fall. Yeah. I know I we already st- talked about that. I but- still try, and this is probably the biggest thing to take with, with parents, too, is I'm just trying now to incorporate it. He's got to incorporate the lower half of his body. That's the biggest thing that I don't think parents hype enough. They're just like, lift your elbows, try and swing through. And it it's about incorporating the bottom half, whether you're pitching or, or hitting. People just don't do it enough. Yeah. It's so hard to get kids to, like, really get the... I, I don't know. I'm having a tough time. I mean, I'm still doing what I can, but it's, it's hard to get across, like, just the fundamental part to, you know, to kids who are eight and eight and under, but, um, yeah, no, no question. Lower, lower half is, is where you generate all, you know, all your power, lower half and your core. Yeah. And my kid's also a little bit scrawny. He's like, which he didn't get from me. He's like 40 pounds. So, or I don't know, like he's under 50 and at, at eight basically. And, uh, he's just got to add some, some muscle Carter Carter's 64 pounds at seven years old. Yeah. Seven turns eight next month, and there's no. I think he got weighed just a month or two ago at like 48. Yeah, he'll grow. Yeah, he'll grow. He's got more of a swimmer's body. So, you know, where were we though? <laughs> we went off onto this tangent yeah. of our kids. <laughs> no, I mean we were just kind of talking. I mean, uh, maybe you want to talk about Mookie Betts, what he said to the Dodgers team, and maybe I'll talk about Mookie Betts. But I had one other story I wanted to cover that was okay. Dodger related which was, uh, you, we said that we heard this, but back to the Astros game five, uh, with, with Kershaw. I think it was Tim Kirkjian. I always mix all these guys up, but I think it was Tim Kirkjian this time that had an, if it's isn't, it's the guy I keep mixing them up with. Uh, had this analysis of game five of the 2017 world series and Kershaw threw 51 sliders and curveballs, balls and generated zero swings and misses. And somebody did based on the quality of his pitches and it ran an analysis. And it was like, there was a one in 131,000 chance that that would happen, that that would happen. Put Kershaw in 55 100... of his, of his breaking balls and there was zero swings and misses. I mean, that's, yeah, even, that's crazy. Yeah. Even if he's, not the Kershaw twenty fourteen. He, he was still. I might be able to get some swing and misses right now on my curveball. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, but stuff what- like that when it really jumps out at you, you know. Yeah, that that was actual cheating. Mm-hmm. But what did Mookie Betts do? Mookie Betts went into the Dodger clubhouse, not really knowing the guys, but he basically said, "Guys, listen, you guys have not won a World Series because you." haven't committed everything and other teams can see it. You you're great because you're willing to go 98% there, but your your failures because you're not willing to do that last 1 or 2%. Put that last blood, sweat, tear to get you there and I think people especially with the failures, kenley and Turner responded to it too. Just said, "Forgot to come in. A it took a lot of guts and, you know what, B, he's absolutely right." It's, yeah. It so. seemed pretty well received by all the players. I know Kike Hernandez said he loved it. Um, I think most of the Dodger players really liked it. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a people have kind of hearkened it back to what Kirk Gibson did in '88. He came in from the Tigers, mm-hmm. he, and there's this famous spring training story where Jesse Roscoe was one of the big pranksters, and he put eye black in Kirk Gibson's hat, and. Kirk Gibson just unloaded like like a game or two like a, um, no a few minutes before the first spring training game that Gibson was gonna play in, and Tommy just let him go full bore because he's like that's the reason you guys have you know gotten close and never won you know 'cause you're dealing with this crap, yeah. so everybody put themselves on Gibson's back and and they ended up winning it, so hopefully Mookie does the same thing, and well, I think <clears throat> what he was bringing to, um, you know, I, I, it's stuff that you assume everybody is, everybody on the team is going to buy into and, you know, but, you know, maybe not everybody is 100%, you know, when he's saying, look, you need to take the same, you need to take everything exactly the same. If it was game seven of the world series in game one, in game 32, in mm-hmm. game sixty three you know, like, um, got to keep that intensity. It, it, and it's not easy obviously like, you know, and you get into the dog days and stuff like that. But, you know, I, 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 you know, I respect him for, for, yeah, kind of having the balls to say that to a team that you don't know. And, um, but he's one of those guys, I think too, is gonna, um, he he was vocal about it, but he will also lead by example as well. Yeah. He's got the talent to show Mm -hmm. it. And then if he actually, Hey, look, hold, you know, I think he said too, like, you know, hold me accountable uh, on the same things, you know? Right. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's awesome, but obviously the the Dodgers are stacked as it is. But when you put in a guy like Mookie Betts with his talent and with you know just the leadership quality like that, I mean, it should be fun to watch this year. Yeah, and hopefully for the next eleven years, he's going wherever the money is. The Dodgers best. got money. Yep. Funny enough, though, there's already a an interesting market right now for Mookie Betts next year. Yankees are not going to get Mookie Betts. They have uh, Stanton and they have judge and they they're paying Garrett Cole. Mm -hmm. They're not going to sign Mookie Betts. The angels are up against the cap with Rendon and what's his face, even though Pujols is dropping off. They've Mm -hmm. got to get pitching. at. They drop off after next season with him. I know. So it's only one year that they'd be over. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, But they need to allocate a ton of money for pitching, which they just don't. So I can't see that happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boston, maybe, but those don't. You don't get a lot of Chapman deals where he goes back after getting traded. It happens, but I just don't see it. I think the Rangers are probably the second biggest threat, and the biggest threat to the Dodgers, if they decide to go after Mookie, is going to be the Giants. They have the payroll space, they have the market. They mm-hmm. love their their superstar outfielders. You know, they have some good young pitchers coming up. I like that they just re signed uh Hunter Pence. I love that. He just seems like he he seems like the perfect fit right there. He's so San Francisco. Yeah. He he fits so well. More than Posey or Bumgarner ever mm-hmm. did. Mhm. Yeah, it's almost like you would think that San Francisco would be like the last place that a guy like Madison Bumgarner would be. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and Posey too, isn't Posey from North Carolina too? Um well he played at Florida State, but I don't know where what state he's from. But but I know he's a southern, or no, he's a Georgia guy, I Georgia, think. something like that. Yeah, you're probably right. So, because I remember when he was rehabbing from the knee with the Posey rule, mm-hmm. he was they were recording over, I oh, think, okay, in, in Georgia. So, but no, that would be uh, that'd be interesting to see Mookie and no, it wouldn't. Well, and actually, the Giants have I I like that they picked up uh, Kevin Pilar this off season. Yeah, I well, think he's a I, I love him. I don't like that the Giants got Farhan Zaidi as their GM because he's doing exactly what he did with the Dodgers, with the Giants, and that doesn't bode well for the Dodgers, you know, down the road. I didn't even know who that was. Farhan Zaidi was the GM under Andrew Friedman and he went up to be president of baseball operations for the Giants. Okay. And uh, (laughs) he came from Wall Street or he came from Wall Street, went to the A's, was probably one of the best respected a's guys under billy bean and and frost okay and then went to the dodgers and he had this famous thing where he used the entire 40-man roster and would shift guys in and out and the amount of transactions that oh. would happen that would be like three transactions one day one one transaction next four after that and he's guys always, are just bouncing around yeah i felt bad for guys too because you know guys would literally get picked up because they had room on a 40-man roster for a week just to shift them off yeah. a week later and he literally did that you know 100 transactions within a season that were just the 39th, 40 mm. 40 guys but he it was his way of building depth and there was this great thing where the players had uh, a fantasy football league and farhan said hey can i uh, be in the fantasy football league so he ended up winning like all three years because he was the GM and that's his, that's his whole job. The players did no chance. Oh, what a dick. I know. And he, they actually put in like a Farhan rule like Kershaw instituted, like you can't, cause he was doing the same thing. It was like transitioning guys week and week and week out in football. And they had this Farhan rule and he said, okay. And then he just found another loophole within the thing and he ended up winning the fourth year or whatever it was. Jeez. So I don't like seeing him on the Giants because I know he's talented. He's, yeah, he's gonna have him good in a little bit. I mean, it's good for rivalry. Yeah, love seeing. You'd like to see. You'd like to go the Dodgers to go up against the Giants when they're when they're good. Yeah, it's almost this this season. Almost the regular season feels very not fun because. It's almost certain that the Dodgers going in are gonna be up by 20 games by August, mm-hmm. barring one team way overperforming their thing. They're gonna be up by 20 games, and then then you've got the the dread the whole season of the playoffs and the division series. It's in a way less fun. I, I kind of like you always want to, from a standings perspective, be one of the two teams that are at it have the other three teams fall back and then you're battling it out and then it's fun because we're up by three we're down by two we're up by three you know within a week so yeah I mean it's I think most of the divisions kind of have their clear favorites well you got in the NL you got the Dodgers you got uh, who is it well the central will be Cincinnati I think was a little bit stronger the Cardinals and Cincinnati has, got, has definitely improved, so we'll see how they kind of jive. But, they have, I mean, they have pitching yeah. for sure. I think Pakoda had the, the Reds like a game or two ahead. They, their distribution of win probability was a little bit better. But, the, you know, the Cubs aren't going to be there. The Pirates aren't going to be there. And then the – oh, and the Brewers. Brewers are probably – Brewers aren't going to – they don't have the pitching. And, I mean, they have Yelich, but they don't have that much more. What? who in the NL East? I mean NL East, let's see. You got the Phillies who need to win with all the stuff all the you know, all the moves that they made last season and then um they made some this year. Yeah. Um who'd but, they get? Um Shortstop. Who was the shortstop? I don't know. I'm blanking. Every everything was just everything was so astro well, related, I didn't Yeah, know. I know. So I mean Phillies and the Mets Because the Mets made some moves, I think the Mets can surprise, and then the Braves. So I guess it's between those three. Yeah, so it's not clear cut. That's not clear cut. Yankees and but actually, I think if you had to pick a favorite, it would probably be the Braves. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, they lost Donaldson to the Twins, right? Yeah. So that's you know four or five wins that they kind of have to make up. I think it's going to be a lot. That one's up for grabs. If Edwin Diaz. Uh, comes back mm-hmm. for the Mets, mm-hmm. and Syndergaard has a decent season. I think that the uh, Mets probably take the NL East. Mm-hmm. The AL is much easier. The AL is just the Yankees, Astros, and Twins. With the White Sox up and coming with some of the moves that yeah. they made, they're probably a wild card team. Yeah. So you really the the AL is just one AL wild card team that's not. Known. Do you have a wild card pick that would? I mean. Not a um, maybe I know I, I haven't given him any time to um, think about this but if you had to pick one team that isn't suspected to, to be good to win from both or both leagues um I would probably put I really don't want to face the Nationals if the Mets are in the wild card again mm-hmm. like if the Mets win the East and the Dodgers face the winner of the I mean, Na- the Nationals or whatever that's a good one yeah because you think about it and they still have. Scherzer and Strasburg and, and Corbin. Corbin, yeah, you obviously see what they did. I mean, Mookie might uh, Mookie can only do so much, but I mean, I as as long as Kershaw doesn't come in um, in the AL, I think the White Sox can surprise. I think the A's can surprise. I really like Chapman. Um, I mean, the A's. I guess the A's technically wouldn't be a surprise just because I mean they've they've been there the last few seasons, years. yeah, you know they're always there. Yeah, but I still think that they really had this great shot when they traded Sispedis for Lester, and that just messed up their flow so bad. Um, but the A's can surprise or not the White Sox, but other than that, you know the the Red Sox still project as a borderline wild card team even without Mookie Betts. Um is not very fun in the same way that the Dodgers division isn't fun yeah and that's not good for baseball either sorry Astros are gonna tank they're gonna tank because they can't they won't be able to play with all this over their head what was it they played three games do you know how many hit batters they had in three games um the spring training game yeah I just saw something before I thought it was like they did four it was six in, in three games Maybe maybe this was after the second game and there was there was the four yeah but all of them were like guys, I went back and looked okay Jose Altuve got hit on a breaking ball and then the other guys like or one was Alledmis Diaz and he wasn't even with the team in 2017 and then like two other guys that I saw were I think minor league guys so it's like they yeah. they, they were trying to make a bigger story than what it, what it really was you know yeah I mean nobody really has their you know they're not pumping 98 right now with their fast well, Garrett player. was was he yeah. He he t- just, I think he was, he was at 98. How do you maintain? Have you ever asked like a guy like Garrett, like how they maintain that throughout the season? No. The one thing I asked him, this was back at, and this is before he became like, well, this, this was just before he became like elite because when I lived with him in 2014 and then he went into that season in 2015, uh, I guess he was reporting for the 2015 season and that's where he would finish fourth in the Cy Young with the pirates. But I asked, I think I asked him one time, like, dude, what do you, you I, I Something along the lines with like, what do you do? Like, you know, or how do you take care of your arm type of thing? He just like I just listen to my arm. Like, I listen to my body. Like, if if I need to, you know, there's obviously times where you're not gonna feel your arm's not gonna feel great or something. But you know, I just listen to it, and if it if it's something that I you know, it, 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 my gut tells me to like really pull back, and then maybe I need to I need to like take a look at this and miss a start or something like this or. Um, but I think that's, you know, I don't know what he's changed since then because he's obviously an even more elite pitcher than what he was back then. So I don't know if there's anything different. And he, I well, think he, you, he's throwing harder than he was then too. If you ask Trevor Bauer, there's something a little bit different. Well, on, yeah, he's on, a, he's a, he's a different, he's a different animal. I mean, no, no, Trevor Bauer said that he oh increased oh, yeah. his RPMs with, uh, With Coca Cola, something else, and something pine tar. Yeah, some sort of concoction. I I, I don't know. But uh, how these guys maintain it, just the whip on the arm. Yeah. And and here it's been, I mean, for the most part, been really healthy. I mean, he's had and most of his stuff. I mean, he had one injury, I think, in 2016 or something that was, like, related to his shoulder, and it was minor. It wasn't anything straight. He just missed, missed some time. And then he had, like, hamstring and back stuff. So it's, like, you know, nothing really related to his arm or his elbow or anything, don't tell and me. It, which is why the Yankees also were pretty confident in in signing him. Yeah, I know. Now, I don't get it because, like, uh, we just went Sunday – some of the coaches got together and, and oh had, had a scrimmage game. And I know that I was probably the worst on the field there. And uh, the way I felt after one scrimmage game, I was like, I was hurting all over. I, didn't I, I, I played in this, and my arm is still super sore. But uh, granted, I hadn't thrown like that in – can't even remember how long, but I was letting it eat too. Like just kind of, you get out there and you got adrenaline going just from like moving around. And for me, muscle memory comes back and like, I, I can still move the way I did. And I, you know, and I, I just let it go. And I'm one of those guys too, that a lot of you are, some players are like this and I'm for sure. I'm one of them. When I threw on the infield or anywhere, I have to throw it hard. And I'm, I'm, when I throw it as hard as I can, I'm accurate when I and pitchers are like this, I think in particular, but when mm-hmm. you have to kind of like either baby it or like just say, Oh yeah, I'm gonna throw like 75%. That's when throwing errors happen and it goes all over the place. When for me, it's like, dude, when I just, when I got it, I threw it as hard as I could. Cause I would, I would nail him right in the chest. Mm-hmm. But you see pitchers are like that because they're programmed to pitch and throw, you know, they got everything. And then you see, you get a comebacker and then they have to throw it, <laughs> you know, they throw it away and stuff like it becomes a mental thing too. But, I just, I just remember getting this this picture in my head because uh, most people don't know I had back surgery last year and finally I'm able to do stuff and rotate but under uh, physical therapy I'm not allowed to really gun and rotate my body and my arm and uh, so I kind of threw it back to Matt who was playing second base and he gave me and it, it bounced once and Matt gave me this look like I was small on uh, in the sand I'm like no there's a throw reason it in why. already. Yeah, basically. No, I came in on one bounce from from right field. I put myself in right field so that I wouldn't have to run all over the place and dive and fall. But then I think uh, Dana son, or was that Dana son? He was lefty, so he yeah. came up and pulled the ball. Yeah, asshole. Yeah. So, anyways, I think that kind of covers it for this for this uh, episode. But I think we're really gonna start getting to to interviews here. I think we want to get our first seven, get to the average, build up our confidence with with podcasting, talking for this amount of time. We'll give you guys a steam. One of the ones that we have lined up is a major league player for the Yankees, and that will be coming in the end of March, right before, or I guess the opening day will have started. So, and don't don't lead people on. This one's not going to be Garrett Cole. Well, maybe we can. No, it's not no, Garrett not Cole. Gonna... Not the first one is not Garrett Cole. But um, That's no, it's another it's it. another guy on the Yankees roster, so. Yeah. And um, then we also have an agent at some point yep. coming up, probably a college coach. Yep. We also got a wife of a long-time baseball player potentially. Yep. Um that we're trying to figure out uh some of the remote stuff. So I think we got to our average. Now we're going to hopefully Go from here, or smash it. Yep. Yeah, but that's all we have for today. Unless you have anything else. I don't. No. Have fun guys. Yeah, Talk thanks to... for listening and uh YouTube, please give us a like and a subscribe. Thank yeah. you. That would be great. Alright, thanks guys.